Hi, and welcome back to our broadcast. I'm Brian Likens, and you know, today I want to encourage you. And you know, I know a lot of ministers have come out against uh, ministers or preachers that just want to encourage, and they don't want to deal with the hard topics. They don't want to deal with sin. They don't want to, you know, but I know that encouragement will cause you to come out of a place of darkness encouragement will cause you to stop sinning or to stop doing something that you didn't feel like you could do on your own because you were encouraged in the Word of God. The Word of God itself encourages, it strengthens, it builds. You and I, we need encouragement. We need the encouragement from one another. We need the encouragement from the Word of God. I want to read to you what the actual word encouragement actually means. In the Webster's uh, Dictionary, The word encouragement actually means to inspire with courage, spirit, or hope. To attempt to persuade or to urge. To spur on, to stimulate, to give help or patronage or to foster. And the other, uh, the other one on the top there, to inspire with courage uh, and spirit or hope, to hearten. To give hope, to strengthen, to give you a, a strength to do something that you could not do on your own. We need to be encouraged. Yeah, I'm not talking about a watered-down gospel. I'm not talking about not being of faith. I'm not talking about, you know, letting whatever happens, happens. I'm saying to encourage you, to strengthen you. We need the encouragement from one another. We need the encouragement from the Word of God. We need to be encouraged. And you need and you have to stay in faith. You can't back up off your faith. You can't quit on your faith. You can't quit or stop believing or trusting in the Lord. The very thing that you have going for you is your faith because faith will take you out of any situation that you find yourself in. Faith will cause your situation to change because faith is not just encouragement in you But faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith will actually create for you what you are missing because it's a connection between you and God. Faith in God will move mountains. You know that in Mark 11, 23 and 24, when Jesus said to the disciples, say, if you will believe, have faith in God. If you believe in your heart and you do not doubt and you say Unto this mountain be thou removed, and he that believeth what he said, whoever believes what comes out of his mouth, what he said, if you have faith in God, you speak it and declare it out of your mouth, and you believe that those things shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. You will have what you say in faith and declare out of your mouth. And why is it that we, we, we talk about not speaking negative things or not declaring things or, or saying things that are, that are not of God or the, 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 speaking the problem? Because you will believe what comes out of your mouth. And if you declare or you keep saying that it's not going to work, it's not going to happen, what happens? Your footsteps stop right there because you will never move past your mouth. You will never move. Your steps will never move past your words. If you declare out of your mouth that it's not going to work, it's not going to happen, I'm going to tell you, you're going to go in a different direction than the direction you were headed. You're not going to be going in that direction of what you were believing for because at that moment you stopped, you gave up, and your feet will take another path. 
Your feet will follow your mouth. Your feet will walk in the direction. Your body, your moves, every thought that you have, every step that, that you walk out in life is going to go in the direction that you're declaring and speaking out of your mouth. That's why you don't give up or back up on your faith. You don't quit believing. You don't quit trusting. When there's a problem that rises up, you declare out of your mouth what the Lord says. You declare out of your mouth that you are a joint heir with Jesus Christ. You declare out of your mouth that God is the one that causes you to overcome in every situation. You declare out of your mouth that no weapon formed against you will prosper. You declare out of your mouth that I'm hidden in the shadow of the Almighty, that my strength is in the Lord. He is my refuge, my strong tower. You declare what is right and what is righteous, and then you will be encouraged you will be strengthened. You'll be encouraged to get up and to move forward and to face an enemy that you could not face on your own. Don't give up on your faith. Don't get out of faith. What I'm talking to you today is do not get out of faith. And the ways that you get out of faith is, is you look at the circumstance and you begin to declare the circumstance is greater than, than God moving in your situation. And I'm going to read to you some verses, and I'm only going to do this, we're only going to do this in, in the book of Matthew. But in, in the, if you look up the word faith in the Bible, it's declared in the Bible over 250 times. Now, if you add to that the word believe, trust, believeth, believeth, especially in the King James, it's almost over, it's over 500 times that the Word of God declares about faith or being in faith. And we're going to look at just the words, and I'm reading this out of the New Living Translation, but just the word faith recorded in the book of Matthew. And listen to, listen to how it's, it, Christ speaks the, uh, the word faith. How Christ encourages people to have faith. To have faith in God. Don't quit. Where is your faith? Yeah, the Lord was, uh, uh, uh he was criticizing them or he was, he was, uh, correcting them when he told them, where is your faith? Oh, you of little faith. But he was telling them in a way not to, to cause them to be condemned or ashamed or just full of guilt that they want to give up. But he was telling them, where is your faith? You are better than this. Haven't I taught you this? Isn't it time that you stand on what I've said and what I've spoken? Where is your faith at? Why do you still not believe? Get up. Come on. We've got a job to do. We've got a job to finish, to complete. Look in, uh, let's look in Matthew, uh, in the book of Matthew. Let me stop here before I do because I get going on and I, and I, I don't open up with prayer. Uh, but the, you know, the Lord is good and He's honorable and, and He forgives us if we, if we miss it. And sometimes we don't, we don't pray over our food. Thank you, Lord. You still cover us. Well, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day. We worship you. And Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for, Lord God, letting this word get on the inside, a seed of the word of God on the inside of us, that it will grow and it will cause fruit to produce. Father, we thank you that we stay in faith. We don't back up and we don't quit. And Lord, let these words ring on the inside of us. Let them ring in our spirit and cause us, Lord God, to come out of a, a, a place that we could not get out of on our own. Let us, Lord, let these words ring true and to give us strength and encouragement today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, let's look in Matthew. I'm going to go through this pretty quick now. 
Matthew chapter 6, starting out in verse 30. And if God cares so wonderful for the wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, He will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? Now, He's he's being constructive, uh, criticizing here. He's criticizing constructively. Why do you have so little faith? He's not telling you, hey, you're you're faithless. Get out of here. He's saying, no, come up higher. If you look at the wildflowers, you look at the, the flowers of the field, they're here today and gone tomorrow, and they're taken care of. Will God not take care of you? Where is your faith? Believe in Him. Let's go on. Matthew chapter 8, verse 10. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed, turning to those who were following him. He said, I tell you the truth, I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. You know, he was talking to there, he was talking to the centurion, the one that came out and said, Jesus, Jesus said, he came to ask him to heal a servant. And he said, I'll come with you. And the centurion said, no, you do, I, I'm not worthy of you to come into my house. He said, but if you speak the word only, I am a man of authority, and I know if you say the word, if you just speak or declare, that it will be done. And then he turns and says, I have not seen uh, such great faith in this version. The New Living says, "Where? why are you afraid you have so little faith? Uh, I, I jumped to the wrong one. Matthew 8, 10, uh, I tell you the truth, I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. Then in Matthew 8, 26, Jesus responded, why are you afraid? You have so little faith. Then he got up, rebuked the wind and the waves, and suddenly there was a great calm. Now this is where they, the disciples were in the boat, and they were, remember when they were going over to the, the uh, Gadara and the, to the Gadarenes, and they were in the boat, and the winds and the waves come up, and Jesus is asleep, and they're freaking out. They're saying, why have you brought us out here to drown? We're going to die. And Jesus is sleeping. He's calm. He knows that he's going to the other side. And then he says to him, why are you afraid you have so little faith? Don't you know that your heavenly Father has got you? Don't you know that your heavenly Father has taken care of you? Don't you know that you're protected? You're in the hall of his hand. You are in the hollow of his hand. You are his and he is yours. Just like your child, if your child is in a situation, you're going to be the one that runs and chases after them to protect and guard and keep them. Well, your heavenly Father is the same. You stay in faith. You stay connected to him. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 2. Some people brought to him the paralyzed man on a mat, seeing their faith. And Jesus said to the paralyzed man, Be encouraged, my child. Your sins are forgiven. Have seen their faith. He saw their faith, those that brought to him the man that was paralyzed. He saw the faith of those that believed that Jesus was the answer, that he was the source, and they brought that man to him, and Jesus saw their faith that here is when they when they lowered him down, they tore off the roof and lowered him down. They knew that he that Christ was the answer and something was going to happen that moment. They had enough faith to believe whatever it doesn't matter what everybody says or how crazy that it looks like that Jesus is the source and the answer. And they had faith in him and he saw their faith. And in Matthew 9, 22, Jesus turned around and when he saw her, he said, daughter, be encouraged. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was healed at that moment. You remember the woman that had the issue of blood and Jesus, when, when she touched the hem of his garment, and at that moment, she was instantly healed. She pressed through the crowd. She, she, 
believed that if she could get to Jesus, he was the answer. And he said, daughter, be encouraged. Your faith has made you well. Matthew 9, 29. And he touched their eyes and said, because of your faith, it will happen. In Matthew 14, 31, Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? You know who he's talking about there? He's talking about Peter. When Jesus was walking on the water, this is another situation, another time on the water when the storm is arising, when the wind is blowing, when the circumstance looks like it's, it's going to take him over. And Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him and said, you have so little faith. Why did you doubt me? Peter had already been walking on the water. He had already got out of the boat, was walking on what to a natural man is impossible. But then he looked at the circumstance. He looked around at the winds and the waves, and he forgot about the one that was carrying him on the water, the word of the one that was carrying him. He said, come to me. Jesus said, what, am, what was he going to say when, when Peter was, he said, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come. If it's you, tell me to come with you. What's he going to say? No, it's not me. No, he tells him to come, come on the word of the Lord. Get out of the boat. Come to me. Walk on the water. This is what he was saying to him. By that word, Peter was walking on the water. But when he looked at the circumstance, he forgot about the word that he was standing on. He forgot about the commandment of the Lord that the Lord told him, come on, get out on the water. Get out here. Walk with me. He forgot the words of faith that was spoken, and he looked at the circumstance, and he gave that up, and then he began to drown. He began to sink. But Jesus caught him. And one of my favorite pictures, I've told you this before, one of my favorite pictures is a, a man, an artist did a picture of Jesus reaching, standing on the water and you're looking up through the water and his hand is coming down. What a beautiful picture that even though he was messed up, Jesus didn't leave him. He didn't let him sink to the bottom. He grabbed him and he pulled him up. But he said, hey, where is your faith? Why are you not still believing? Then he goes on, uh, in Matthew 15, 28, Dear woman, Jesus said to her, Your faith is great. Your request is granted. And her daughter was instantly healed. This is the woman that came to him. Didn't have a right as a Jew, but she said to him, Even the, even the dogs eat the crumbs from the master's table. And he saw her faith, and he said, Dear woman, your faith is great. Your request is granted. Matthew 16, 8, Jesus knew what they were saying, so he said, You have so little faith. Why are you arguing with each other about having no bread? When Jesus fed the multitudes and they were all complaining about, how are we going to do this? Where is your faith? You're in a situation that you can't get out of, but your faith will get you out of that situation. Matthew 17, 20. You don't have enough faith, Jesus told them. I tell you the truth. If you had faith even as a small mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it would move nothing would be impossible. If you have faith in God, nothing is impossible for you. If you believe and trust in the Lord, you have faith in God, nothing is impossible. You can say, Brian, I don't know how to get out of this situation. I don't know how to get out of this, but I will choose to believe God. You stay in faith. You keep going. You keep moving. You declare out of your mouth. You begin to declare those words. You say to the situation, to the mountain, God's greater than you. 
I don't know how, how it's going to work out. I don't know the answer, but I believe God. I'm going to trust him. And the and I, I don't know how the answer is coming, but I know the answer is coming. I don't know how I'm going to be victorious, but I know I'm victorious. I don't know how this problem is going to change, but it's going to change for the better in Jesus' name. And then in Matthew 21, 21, then Jesus told them, I tell you the truth. If you have faith and don't doubt, you can do things like this and much more. You can even say to the mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. Mark eleven twenty three and 24 also declares this. In Matthew 21, 22, you can pray for anything and if you have faith, you will receive it. Does that seem too great? Does that seem too impossible? For a God that created the universe? Is your situation too great for God? Most people will say, well, absolutely not. But do you believe he'll do it for you? Do you think that he's not going to do it for you because you're, you're not good enough? You're not righteous enough? You haven't prayed enough? You haven't read your Bible enough? You haven't done enough for the kingdom? You haven't, you haven't reached lost souls? You haven't done enough in, in that manner? Is, is that why you think it may not happen for you. You need to, you need to nullify those, those thoughts. You need to nullify those words and those voices because those are a lie from the enemy. Because just like you could never earn your salvation, you can't earn anything from God. You can't earn it or deserve it enough. You already, he, he already deemed you worthy to deserve it when he gave you the kingdom, when he gave you salvation. It's not about how much you do for him. That's not how you that's not how you receive from the kingdom of God. You receive by believing in the one that he sent. Do you trust him that he will do it? Because he's good, because he's righteous, and because he promised in his word that if you believe, not if you do. He didn't tell Peter, Peter, what you know, I wish you'd have done a little bit more when you was out on the out on you know before you got out on the water i wish you would have would have uh, done a little bit been a little bit better disciple i wish you'd have worked a little harder for me when we was on the land now you're out here walking on the water and you're not quite good enough it had nothing to do with that do you believe that christ is the source the answer the solution and that he's working for you and that what you declare out of your mouth because of the word of god have faith in God. I'll say into this mountain, I will declare, and my situation will change. Um, then in Matthew 23, 23, what sorrow awaits you teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you're careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens, but you ignore the more important aspects of the law, justice, mercy, and faith. You should tithe, you should tithe, yes, but do not neglect the more important things. See, Christ is telling them right then, it's you, you, you keep the law and all these things, but you, you forget about the weightier things, the more important things, justice and mercy. If God is saying that to them, He's not saying, oh, all that you do for the kingdom or all you do for God is, is, is what's important. He said that's what you should do. But the most important thing is to remember justice and mercy. And if you if he's telling you to do that to, to the earthly, in this earthly realm, to people, to the natural world, how much more is he going to bestow justice and mercy 
and grace upon you. Amen. And then, uh, and that's the last, that, that's the last, uh, time. And then and go, and you can look on in Mark and then you can look in Luke and John, all the other times that faith is, is spoken and, and repeated. The word faith in the Bible is encouragement. It's declaring to you that faith is the currency of heaven. Faith is what enables you to receive from heaven. It's not that you're buying it and people say that and they, oh, you're talking about. No, it is faith is what it enables you to get something that you need in exchange. Money, all money is, is a bartering system. It's just something that you exchange it for something else you need. Money is, is, it's just like a seed. Money has no, uh, it has no, uh, uh, characters to it or characteristics to it. It's, it's not a seed like you, you plant a seed of tomato, but it, it can be whatever you need it to be because that money has value to the other person. And when God, when God is telling you, have faith in me, that's his, that's a way to connect to him and to receive from the kingdom of heaven that what you need, you trust in the Lord, you believe on him and you don't back up, you don't pull it back, you don't quit, you don't go to somebody and to buy something and you, and you go to hand them the money and as soon as they hand it to you, you jerk the money back and you, no, you, you, you don't do that. Don't do that with your faith. Don't pull your faith back. When you begin to believe God for something, don't pull your faith back and say, oh, 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 oh. no, no. You're, you're stopping the transaction. You're stopping the connection, the flow. It's like a pipeline. If you maybe, maybe forget it. If, if money bothers you and you, and that's a bad illustration, well, just put that aside. It's what, it, just imagine it being like a pipeline. If you got a pipeline to the kingdom of heaven and that's where faith it flows, to receive back and forth from the kingdom of heaven, if that pipeline gets stopped up or closed off or the valve is shut, the connection is broken. You've got to keep the faith connection just like when Peter was walking on the water. The moment the faith connection was broken, what broke the faith connection? He stopped looking at the source. He stopped standing on the word that was spoken. He stopped believing that he could be out there and began to believe that I'm in the wrong place, I'm in the wrong circumstance, I'm in the wrong situation, I'm not supposed to be here, man is not supposed to walk on water, look at the waves, man can't walk on water, men drowned in the water, men sink on the water. All of these things stopped the connection. You've got to keep the faith connection going. Don't back up or give up on your faith. Don't look to another source. Christ is your source. Don't look for another avenue. If you're believing God for something, stop trying to make it happen. Only be obedient to what He's asked you to do. If you're believing God for something and you know in your heart God's giving you an instruction to do something, then do what He said do. But if he didn't tell you to do it, or if he's not moving on you, instructing you to do or to be obedient in, a, in something, then stop trying to do it yourself. You trying to make it happen, you're leaving God out of it. Unless it's his instruction or direction to go or to do or to speak to someone, to, to, to work on your situation, you have just taken him out of it 
and you've said, I'm going to handle this myself. Don't back up off your faith. Declare with your mouth, the word of God is true. Get in the Bible. Begin to look at these scriptures for yourself. Read before and after it. Read the context of it. See how Christ taught people how to live by faith and operate and move like he said to move. Be willing to to see that, hey, you know what? I'm the one that blew it here. Be willing to look at yourself and say, I'm the one that backed up. I'm the one that gave up on the dream. I'm the one that gave up. I'm the one that backed off of this. It wasn't God. It's not him that did it. It was me. I'm the one that looked to another. I'm the one that looked for in, in another avenue or another way. I got my eyes off of him, got my eyes on the waves, got my eyes. I took my, my faith off the word and I began to look at the natural circumstance and I gave up and declared that I was a failure. I failed or the circumstance, there's no way out of it and I've lost. Admit where you failed, get back up on your feet and say, Lord, you are a restorer. You're a restorer of the paths to dwell in. You are the bridge builder. You're the one that took and built a bridge where there was no way. You're the one that can make a road in the wilderness. You're the one that makes the crooked places straight. You're the one that takes somebody that in the natural could not do this, and now I'm doing it. You take someone that in the natural doesn't have the ability or the the intelligence to do something, but God, you give them the intelligence. You take somebody that, that in the natural shouldn't even be in that job. You take someone that in the natural shouldn't be doing what they're doing. But Lord God, it is your ability on the inside of us that gives us the grace to overcome, that gives us the grace to move forward, that gives us the the encouragement and the ability to stand where we could not stand on our own. Don't back up off your faith. What you have been believing for, get back up. You know, remember this, Peter also walked back to the boat. You might think you failed, You might have sunk in the water, but Jesus lifted him up, stood him back up on the water, the very thing that he was, that he sunk in, that he failed at, and he walked back to the boat. Remember that Christ is walking with you. Get back up and walk on that water. Get back up and walk on that circumstance. Get back up and begin to believe and trust in the Lord. Amen. Let me end this in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we worship you today and we thank you for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. That, Lord, that we hold fast to you. And, Lord, where we have failed, where we have given up, where we have stopped, where we, where we have looked to another, Lord, we thank you that you cause us to rise up above every situation or circumstance. And, Lord, we thank you for moving in our, on our behalf And Lord, revealing to us just who we are in you. And Lord, we thank you for the power of your word that we stand in faith, we believe, we trust you, that we are overcomers and we will overcome in Jesus' name. Amen.